Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, Deeper Into the Dark, where two friends descend into true crime, the paranormal, and all things strange. <laughs> My name is Steph. And I'm Christina. And today, Woo-hoo! we have a special guest with us. It is... Greg, I'm here. <laughs> Finally here on the set. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Thank you for joining us, Greg. That is so kind of you for being here. It's the yeah, best way to start off episode 10, because now we're in the double digits. Double digits. Double digits. I'm glad to be here on a special With occasion. Triple people. <laughs> uh, it's a triquetra, if you will, because of my charm reference. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, Greg, tell us about yourself. What do you do for work? I'm an editor for a tech company, and so I just like write about anything techy, and I post it online. So yeah, nothing too nerd. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> a little nerd, <laughs> little journalist nerd here. He also edits for us on the side. I do, yes. Like I make sure for spelling and punctuation mostly. Because I didn't pass English. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I still suck at it. Yeah, I've been an English nut since I was little, so. No, you put math in front of me. That's a whole different ball game. Right. Oh, I'm gonna run away. Unless the math questions are English based, it's all like writing, like words and no numbers. I mean, so I put me off from going through with marine biology was the calculus. Mm. I couldn't handle it. Are you a big marine biologist lover? I am. Yes. I just love anything that deals with the ocean. Who? What would you say is your favorite sea creature? Oh, dolphin easily. Dolphin. Yeah. What's um, yours, Christina? So, I love, like, narwhals are really cute, but if I had to pick, like, a specific animal thing that I like, I don't know why, I just really love jellyfishes, even though they're very, like, stingy, and, but they're so pretty. <laughs> like, ugly pretty. They're very majestic, because yeah. the colors they can change into mm-hmm. under the water. And especially at the um, aquarium. <laughs> they look when just they... so chill. I know. And I like how they always put neon lights by them. Yes, I was about to say that. And then they just like reflect the neon lighting that's in there. And I'm like... Having a Spongebob moment. Start dancing and partying with them all night. Oh my god, yes. I get obsessed. I start taking pictures. Otherwise, I like... Like, it's not really the animals, but I just love the look of, like, coral reefs and little, like, what are they called? Orchid? Orchid? The spiky ones? What are they called? I know what she's talking about. It's the little ball with all the spikes. Yeah, the little black ball, right? Mm-hmm. With the spikes. I forget what those called. Sea urchins? There yeah. you go. Um, yeah. And then when I can see it at the aquarium, seahorses are really cool. They're, like, ugly cute. They are. Yeah. I saw one give birth once. I guess it was a boy, because the boys are the ones who do it. Lucky. And I was just like, what? At first I was like, what is that white stuff just, like, squirting out? It looks individual. And the girl's like, oh, it looks like one of our seahorses is giving birth. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And it was just, like, like, thrusting, and all these little things were just squirting out everywhere. And I was just like. Oh god. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, this is interesting. You're still kind of weirdly cute though. <laughs> Keep pushing out those babies. Yeah. 
then I'm like, where's the mama? <laughs> where's the mama? She's like, I am in Puerto Rico. Yeah, she's like, I'm on vacation. I need to be separated from the male species as they give birth. I won't be in that room with them. So what's your favorite sea creature? The seahorse. <laughs> I kind of figured when I saw your face when I said it. it They're weirdly cute. I like seahorses, but there's a specific one. It actually looks like um, seaweed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it at the aquarium. And they blend in so well, and it looks so otherworldly. I don't know. I think it just looks so cool. But also, regular seahorses are tricky with their little fans going... I'm just kind of just floating there. And they're so cute, and they got little panzas with their little bellies sticking oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I also like the sea turtles. Um, the little babies are really cute. Little Have babies. you ever seen them, like come out of their shell and go towards the ocean. How they sprint towards the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Online, yeah. Yeah, I got to see it in person. I didn't. It was very interesting. Um, I At first, I was like, y'all guys are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You're going to go into the water. You're so tiny, you're going to die. And I was like freaking out. And I was like, I'm just taking home the, with us. The birds hovering over them ready to scoop down the game. Yes. But thankfully, there was like... Uh, wildlife people out there and they were like pro- helping them yeah protecting them as they went into the ocean i was like oh that's pretty cool because mm-hmm. yeah, they're endangered i think aren't they mm-hmm. and i also really like narwhals yeah as i've said on previous episodes i really yeah. enjoy narwhals with the whole tooth and everything yeah. did you know that mm-hmm. that they're born as a tooth yep yeah and i didn't know that. that that's interesting mm-hmm. and how that's they, also how do they brush it <laughs> easy <laughs> They just swim. Yeah. There's a wild toothbrush in the ocean. <laughs> he comes and brushes it. No, um, what is it? He gets a power wash when he rides in the ocean. <laughs> no, I sometimes do. Have y'all ever seen that movie um, uh, with Oscar? Um, what is it called? Where he um, he's a fish, and he it's like the shark killer, but he didn't really kill the shark. The shark. Just pretending to be dead so he can be away from his shark family because he doesn't want to eat fish. Mm. What was the name of that movie? I've never seen that movie. No? Oh, it's on uh, Netflix. I used to watch it all the time. And it's, um, he runs a, or he doesn't run in it, he just works in a car wash under the ocean and they clean the whales. And that's how I imagine, um, <laughs> sea life being. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't that be cool? They have little car washes for the whales. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a dork. I love it. Yeah, I can't um, think of the movie either. Uh, it'll hit me. But anyways, <laughs> I watch a movie halfway through like my story. I'm going to be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I thought of it, guys. <laughs> I keep, when you said Oscar, I just keep thinking of Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. Oh my gosh. That's that's how you know we're two different people. <laughs> and I didn't even see Sesame Street when I was younger. But yeah. Anyways, keep talking while I Google this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, girl, quick question. Um, do you like true crime, the paranormal, or the strange better? I would say it's a tie between the paranormal and the strange. Because mm. I'm born to, like, I guess spooky supernatural things mm-hmm. whereas with true crime yeah it's interesting but I'm not like diving into it like some people are like there's people like her diehard fans of watching documentaries mm-hmm. of true crime which I can't do that Christina <laughs> I get like, pretty bored 
Not me. I'm just like, mm. sometimes when I get into it, I'm like, oh, why didn't I think about that? So simple. <laughs> Side note, the movie is called Shark Tale. <laughs> I just Googled it. Shark Tale. With Will Smith? Yeah, he just plays Oscar. And Angelina Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and goodness. Jack Black, I think, is in that movie too. Um, is that who plays the shark? Maybe? I think so, maybe. I don't remember. Anyways, I think it's cute. I only saw that movie once, and it was towards the end that I watched. And I was like, what the f- <laughs> What am I watching? I saw the first five minutes, and I fell asleep, I think. It's not, well, it's not Finding Nemo. No, but I'm used to it because growing up, I was with my um, aunt and uncle a lot. And they had, I have like little, they're not new little anymore, but at the time they were little um, cousins. So they would watch these kind of kid movies. And I'd be like, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, okay, so after this, we're going to watch um, probably like The Exorcist or Old Razor or uh, A Thousand Corpses. <laughs> be prepared, children. <laughs> oh my goodness. You I'm, would. I was a terrible. This, or not terrible. You would no, give them trauma. No, they loved it. They loved it. I was Me a terrible too. babysitter. I, I, hey, you yeah. know what? You don't. You didn't pay me, so exactly. So they get what they get. <laughs> got what they got. There's only so much that I can watch. Like, what was it? He was one of my cousins was obsessed, and he's a boy, but he was obsessed with Aquamarine. I haven't even seen that. Oh, anyways, not a mermaid. Oh, it's like <gasps> you should be. You one. should get him like a mermaid doll or statue. No, I let him play with. Okay. <laughs> totally gonna wrap myself out but I kept Barbies even when I was a teenager and I let him play with my Ariel Barbie and um, some other stuff and his dad came in and saw it and he was pissed he was like um, no son of mine is gonna be playing with Barbies <laughs> he took them away I was like oh god I roll it's a yeah. toy I was like it's a toy get over yourself yeah not only that it's like guys can like whether you're straight gay Whatever your whatever it is, but guys can like pretty things too. Well, not only that, but they're. I feel like they're working on their social skills because he was having conversations, and the, these. Like, and he was I love them, but they're not really the movie, social. Probably. Yeah, they're not like as social. So, I I thought it was good for them, but whatever. Parents, whenever they want for their kids, they can have it. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Here's a monster truck. <laughs> Have fun. Have a yeah. conversation with that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, Greg, if you like the paranormal and strange, is there anything that sticks out to you when you think of the paranormal? Um, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe creatures say, like, the banshee sticks out. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so eerie about yeah. the actual origin of the story. From Scotland, is it? Or Ireland? One of the two. I still gotta do research on it. Or maybe Christina will tackle that. Maybe. I don't know. Right? I do like banshees. I love banshees too. Story idea for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Let me just type it in here. Uh, <laughs> add to the list. <laughs> That's cool. And I kind of want to learn more about um, the supernatural with Native American side. Ooh. But there's really not much information on that out there. You just gotta be like, you gotta be with a Native family actually know the details about it. Well, that and also a lot of um, 
through colonization, a lot of it was lost. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm actually learning about that in my history too class because we're talking about westward um, expansion and they're talking about how they pretty much were just killing a culture Mm -hmm. and Americanizing them and not letting them do what they practice practice. they would put them in schools that they specified specifically made for them yeah because a little bit we do have is interesting like the escort for example oh yes yeah um i won't be the one to say it maybe christina wants to say it Hmm? skinwalker yes um why because once you start saying it you start bringing them closer to you then why are you making me say it (laughs) Skinwalker, skinwalker, skinwalker. <laughs> now they're three feet closer to you. <laughs> That's how I felt like when I watched um, or heard about Bloody Mary for the first time. I was that kid. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I exactly. went to the bathroom and I, I kept saying it and nothing. And I did the same thing with Beetlejuice. Nothing. And I was like. <laughs> Disappointed. I just want a friend. Come through my, my mirror, please. <laughs> Talk to me, please. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Interact no. with me. No wonder you're haunted by anything. Yeah. I think around that time when I did the Bloody Mary stuff was when I had that ghost in my house around that time. And you came over and saged it. Ah, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it was starting to get to... It was throwing my stuff around and my dog kept growling at it all night. And I was like, okay, step in. Get me some sage. Did the <laughs> sage work? House. Yeah, I mean. But also, you got quite active outside of the house, so you weren't really home that much that afterwards. Too. That's when I started doing theater and choir, and I was in band for a little bit. And I would be literally, after school, I'd be doing something with theater You're, or choir. With that girl, Tiara, a lot. Mm-hmm. Or what's her name? And then a few weekends, I would spin at your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing belly dancing stuff. Or watching Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like just listening to Evanescent CDs all day. Or Jeffree Star. I know people don't come for me, but we would <laughs> listen to Jeffree Star. Or um, who else was it that we would listen to? Just really bad. Um, Emily Autumn. Um, well, Avi. Emily Autumn. <laughs> Did we listen to Paramore? You probably put it on in Christina Aguilera and Amy Winehouse. Probably. No, that was the bus when you would play it. Because you're like, just listen to this stuff. I like it too. Yeah. I'm like, Especially when I would put on something and he'd be like, oh, what was it? One time I put on NSYNC and you're like, no. I was like, oh, Lord. I'm a Backstreet Boys friend. (laughs) (laughs) I am all about the Backstreet Boys. I am. Screw NSYNC. That Romeo hair boy. Oh, my God. I like both of them, but um, I know he's gay, but I was a big James Lance Bass, I know it's <laughs> And you know this how? Just Google. Oh my god, I was obsessed. She had the CD. <laughs> had so she like read out his name, probably cut out his picture. Uh, they even had like a little biography thing. That's how I, I should have seen her room. She had their poster up in the corner. I was like, oh, like a, I get, is that I an insane poster? And I'll, she's like, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had their CD, and their CDs would come with little posters. So I would put it out and I put it on my thing you know for the tiny room that she was in she had everything, everything in my her. favorite was my titanic movie poster that you I had right in the middle a lot of shit on the walls <laughs> hers was covered 
which yeah. is ironic because I painted the first time I painted it was I don't know why I did this it was so ugly but I put dark purple and then I had lime green and I did like a sponge technique all over it and it was just I don't know what I was thinking and I got so tired of it because I was like this is making my stomach hurt just looking at this so I wanted something more mellow so I got like green like that baby Yoda like that lime green wasn't it seafoam green seafoam green yeah I remember and, that because she had still a big that. combo with that yeah and it's still that and I did white white trimming so it's more normal oh actually it's not anymore because now it's I made it a Liam bedroom so it's gray just mm. to neutral color I forgot I made it into a little playroom for him but it's so weird, like, I, when I was getting it ready for Liam, because I was, like, in my bedroom, and I was, like, I made out with a girl there. Um, I pushed, you know, whose face off of me over there. Just <laughs> not for me through there. I was, like, the first time I had uh, Christina over and we went online, and I made a dating profile. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> I was, like, I did something there. I was, like, this is where I slept. I'm all looking around, and I'm, like, I'm the memories. And then when I wanted to be alone, I turned my closet, which was really small. When I went in there, I was like, I fit in here into my little sanctuary. So I would be in there and I put, um, at first there was nothing. I just drew on the walls, but then my grandpa got mad at me. So I took um, wallpaper, not wallpaper, calendar pictures. And I would always get cat ones because I was obsessed with cats, still am. So it was full of cat photos from the... <laughs> calendar <laughs> and would you draw those pictures um not at the time like i wasn't really into art back then but as soon as i was in college and someone that i knew took an art class i was like oh i could do that and then i just started doing it and then i would do those um because then i wanted to do like a paint by paint twist or whatever mm -hmm. where you drink and paint but i was like i don't want to go to those classes and pay all that money they have that shit on youtube I just put on the tutorial and I drew pictures and I was like, oh, I'm going to do my own. And then I ventured out and I did my own art. I need to get back into it. It's been a while. I just kind of stopped. Uh, How did we get into your bedroom from... Because I had a ghost. <laughs> but How did we get to there? <laughs> oh, because of this... I can't say it. Skinwalker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it behind me yet? <laughs> I might say it about five more times today. <laughs> You can um, do that when you get home. I'm already, I'm already feeling hot breath on my neck. Maybe he'll come home with me. <laughs> <laughs> get railed. <laughs> get railed. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Well, that was neat, Christina. Thank you for your Thank cat you. closet. Of course, I loved it. You loved it. Oh my god, yeah. And I know it was a fire hazard, but I would sit in there with the candle, and I'd be like, "Hmm, relax time." <laughs> <laughs> Fire. <laughs> my clothes on top of me i made terrible choices back then just lint floating everywhere yeah <laughs> i'm honestly and it, it was either that or i would sit in front of a mirror and i'd cut my hair I just especially my I, bangs i cut your bangs in there oh too. my god yeah i because i had a mirror i just put it on that side and i would just pull my hair in front of my face and be like there we go i feel better <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd be like, I have bangs now. I remember <laughs> I, I called you it. one day and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just spraying myself with cold water because it's freaking hot. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, my vagina. And I was like, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, alrighty then. Well, I'll let you have fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm man. a little weirdo. Oh, you're so precious. 
Look at that big old fupa. Look at that round face. Anyways, well, thank you for joining us, Greg. I'm excited for your story. And I guess we should start? Yeah, you want to go? Yes, I will go forced just to make Greg feel more comfortable. <laughs> I can pull him out like that. Okay, anyways. <laughs> go. Okay. So, for today's episode, I felt I should finally touch on the subject of UFOs and aliens. Um, or as today, that has been updated as a UAP, known as Unidentified Anomalous Anomalous? Anomalous? Anomalous Phenomena. Phenomena. So that's what the government is calling it now? They're calling them UAPs instead of UFOs. I figured that out because back when they released those classified files and they were showing those weird videos back in the day, I don't know, there's three videos that the, they were tracing these flying objects over the ocean mm-hmm. and they were trying really hard to catch them and lock onto them with their machines to... It's really interesting. They're like, they're you unidentified anomalous phenomena. It's really cool. I was like, neat. Interesting. So, You're going to um, have to show me that. Yeah, I will show you those. They are so cool. So, and if you guys weren't aware, yes, the CSI did release their old government files because I guess they were doing spring cleaning. And um, it's basically the military basically finally saying, we don't know what this is in all honesty. And yes, we covered up a whole bunch of things just to keep the public calm. But we don't know what it is. And y'all deal with that. And so we're like, so it could be aliens. They're like, we're not agreeing and we're not disagreeing. Y'all deal with it. (laughs) Here you go. These are the files. And it's crazy. It goes into aliens. It goes into military um, classified files of them, or declassified now, files of them trying to see what um, they could do with psychic work and whatnot, and even the occult, back when Hitler was doing his thing, when he was studying it too, and it's just really interesting. It's like, I don't even know how many pages. It's like massive. But um, it's super cool. But um, I'm going to cite my sources. I got my stuff from www.iflscience.com, www.wytv.com, www.wikipedia.com. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Christina's going to kill me. <laughs> and this Christina, too. <laughs> You're not putting Reddit in here, too, no. are you? Okay. And also, <laughs> I also just had to brush up on it from a few other podcast just to see how they were doing i originally heard this from real life ghost stories and also the last podcast on the left i listened to them and they have a very deep dive take on it and it's really interesting and i only listen to it those two because they uh, there's a actual documentary about what i'm about to talk about that studied and i'm not willing to pay money for that because i'm a cheap hoe right now but uh, it'll be free eventually <laughs> better be okay so, let me start with this, since I'm starting on these subjects. Um, um, aliens. So, an astronomer at the Ohio State University, the late J. Allen Hynek, made a classification system for encountering such things as, well, as we would call aliens or UFOs. He stated there are three stages. The first kind, you spot something in the sky and it leaves no evidence. The second kind, a UFO leaves some physical trace, burns on the ground, or broken branches. 
The third kind. You make contact with the UFO. You see some alien pilot aboard one or other life form. This list has been expanded since. However, it isn't universally accepted. However, this is a few more of what I feel should or could be acceptable. There is a fourth kind where you are taken and experimented, experimented on in the alien spacecraft. And the fifth kind, you have direct communication between aliens and humans. Those are the five that I believe could be very plausible if you were to give it a list for, like, what kind of contact did you make with this alien if you did. Like a charting system? Yes. Um, so, I wanted to touch on the Rua UFO incident. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm... I, I'm just no, saying, I just like, it's funny. I know nothing except for just the main Roswell, whatever. Oh, because yeah. I went to Roswell. Do you know anything about aliens? Good. And the movie Nope. In the movie Nope. <laughs> and I fell asleep halfway through ET, so here we are. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit just from, I guess, the media, but nothing like deep diving into it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> The biggest alien, whenever you, when you were listing the different types, I was just thinking of South Park the whole time with the whole cow thing and then them getting taken up. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Okay. So, this is just literally a tip of the iceberg that I wanted to get started with because there are so many different stories. There's even different types of aliens that they have listed. There you have different conspiracies. When I tell you there is a rabbit hole you can fall into, there is a rabbit hole that meets the past the bottom of the earth deep. But I wanted to start with the aerial school. It is Rua UFO incident happened at an aerial school. It's like an elementary school for like bougie kids that go out there and it's in Zimbabwe. Okay. This incident took place in 1994. So aerial school was an expensive private school. Most of the pupils were from wealthy white families in Harare, I want to say. So, two days prior to the incident that I specifically want to talk about, and Phil, I must let you know about this, two days before there was an incident at Ariel there, there had been a number of UFO sightings throughout Southern Africa. There had been numerous reports of bright fireballs passing through the sky at night. Many people answered ZBC's radio's request to call in and describe what they had seen. Although some witnesses interpreted the fireball as a comet or meteor, it resulted in a wave of UFO mania in Zimbabwe at the time. Local UFO researcher, researcher Cynthia Hind recorded other alien sightings at this time, including a daylight sighting by a young boy and his mother, and a report of alien beings on a road by a trucker. Well, on September 10th, 1994, this is two days after that, at around 10 a.m., there were kids outside on mid-morning break while the adults were inside in a faculty meeting, I'm assuming. This entire event lasted about 15 minutes. When the kids returned to class, they told the adults of the event and were dismissed. So basically, they're like, we saw something, we saw something, and they're like, great, go sit down. <laughs> like is, all teachers. This is giving me that movie vibe, the faculty, where the aliens take over the faculty staff and they become aliens, and the kids try to. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like talking about this, and I'm like, 
I wonder if this movie was based on that. But you said 94, and I feel like this is an 80s movie. I'm not sure. Ooh, maybe. Well, we were above our time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we. I'm not. I wasn't even born in the ni- 80s. The 90s baby. You're an old soul. I know, right? I was really, I was born in the 60s. Just in my mind. Okay. So, when kids returned to class, they told the adults of the event, and they were immediately dismissed. And that's about it. Well, the kids got home and told their parents of the event, and the parents and kids came to school the next day asking questions. As parents would, they're like, why are these kids talking about this? What are you not, what, what? Why are you ignoring my kid? They saw something. What if it was something serious? I paid lots of money for this. I mean, I would. (laughs) Shit. Well, the sighting was actually reported on on the ZBC radio from where Cynthia Hinn learned about it. Tim Leach visited the school on September 19th to film interviews with students and staff. Tim Leach was sent by ZBC radio as someone, the investigator. Go see what's happening. So... After investigating the incident, Leach claimed I could handle war zones, but I could not handle this. You're fine. I just wanted to finish your... <laughs> <laughs> um, I could not handle this. Hen visited the school on September 20th, 1994. She interviewed some of the children and asked them to draw pictures of what they had seen. She reported that the children all told her the same story. That November, Harvard University professor of psychiatry John Mack visited the aerial school to interview witnesses. Throughout the 1990s, Mack had investigated UFO sightings and had a particular interest in the alien abduction phenomenon. In May 1994, the dean of Harvard Medical School, Daniel C. Toast's son, appointed a committee of peers to confidentially review Mack's clinical care and clinical investigation of the people who had shared their alien encounters with him. The issue was that Mac had communicated to the, these people that their experiences may have been real. After 14 months, Harvard issued a statement stating that the dean had reaffirmed Dr. Mac's academic, academic freedom to study what he wishes and to state his opinions without Im- impediment. According to the interview of Hind, Leach and Mac had interviewed 62 children between the ages of 6 and 12. And these 62 children claimed to have seen at least one UFO. Several other children who were present had also stated that they had not seen any UFO or anything unusual. The basic details of the sightings were quite consistent, although not all the details were exact or very same. Which kind of gives it a matter of, okay, so if it was all the same, then they all spoke it out and they all came to an agreement with what they were going to tell people what they saw. So kids were seeing one thing, this kid was seeing one thing, but in the end, it was very similar, but not to the point of how that kid saw it. So it kind of gives it a matter of, that's how that kid interpreted what he saw. So it's really interesting. So the basic details of the sighting were quite consistent, although not all the details were on point. One or more silver objects, usually described as disc, or two plates, one flipped on the other, appeared in the sky. They then floated down to a field of brush and small trees just outside the school property. The children said these silver objects had a bunch of lights around it that kept changing colors. They were basically going like around, like how you would mm-hmm. picture. A UFO. Mm-hmm. And they kept changing colors, so it was really interesting. One kid was like, he 
music is going like green, then it was purple, and it was yellow, then it was red, then it was green, and it was purple, and it was going really fast around the thing. The objects made a whirring noise. It was going like that sounded like machines buzzing, like buzzing bees, almost one girl said. Between one and four creatures with big eyes, small mouth, and a small nose, they were all dressed in black, exited a craft, and approached the children. One boy said he saw a little three-foot-tall man dressed in, shiny, in a shiny black suit and long black hair. He had big eyes lower on the cheek than ours and were long, elongated. Another child said that their eyes had a rough texture like an American football. That's gross. Some of the dis consistent description was that their mouths were slits and they couldn't see ears on these creatures. Some kids, based off of cultural tales, said they resembled little goblins like Tukalosh. It's like an African goblin-like creature. One girl said she saw one of them running back and forth inside the craft, but in slow motion. Some kids said everything was moving in slow motion, but their hearts were still beating fast. And one was moving back and forth almost as if he was in a loop. Like one girl was saying that he kept running off the spaceship, touching something across, going back in the spaceship, going back in the, off the spaceship, and back and forth. It was weird to her. She was like, it seemed like they was in a loop. Another one was on the roof. Two were in the front of the craft, and one was running back and forth in that loop. According to Max's interview, the creature or creatures then telepathically communicated to the children of an environmental message before returning to the craft and flying away. According to Dunning, this telepathic message aspect of the story was not included in Henry Leach's reports, only Max, although Hen reported it later. In Max's interview, one fifth grader tells how he was warned about something that's going to happen and that pollution mustn't be. An 11-year-old girl told Mac, I think they want people to know that we're actually making harm on this world and we mustn't get too technologed or technologed. One child said that he was told that the world would end because they are not taking care of the planet. The children were adamant that they had not seen a plane. Hen noted that the different cultural backgrounds of the children gave rise to different interpretations of what they had seen and that they did not all believe that they had seen extraterrestrials. She noted that some children thought the short little beings were tok tokoloshes, creatures of shonand and deadly folklore. I can't say that, sorry. So if you are interested in knowing more about this case, there is a documentary called Aerial Phenomenon. I am too cheap to pay for that. And I haven't watched it. However, it, it follows up with, um, what's it on? I'm not sure. Mm. I can't afford it, so. <laughs> I was say, what if it's Amazon Prime? I did. I looked for it. I thought oh. it was. It isn't there. And I haven't watched it personally, but it does follow up with the children, some of the children, as adults. Like, they come back to them years later, and they're like, how do you feel about it? And there's this one lady that's like, I don't want to talk about it. They freak me the fuck out. I still stand by what I said when I was little, and she still has nightmares about it. It's just really interesting how... The kids still stand by what they say and they're like, they still believe that the aliens are right and they can see where the pollution's going wrong and whatnot. And um, it's just really interesting seeing the incidents as, the incident as they were adults, how they retell it and it's literally the exact same. I know like pollution is bad and everything, but I wonder if um, from, you said nine, 1994 till now, if um, there was like a big phenomenon for 
pollution. Oh, like there was like a front like people pushing Greenpeace or something like that? Yeah. So I'm not very savvy with knowing things going on in the world, but I wonder if something big happened. Mm-hmm. Since a few of them were saying that something was going to happen. That'd be interesting. So these are some of the drawings that the kids actually drew. men in black almost. Me too, yeah. That kid drew that one right there. He should be an artist. It's really nice. Even though it looks like two boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, here is the map of the school where they said they had seen these two. Well, here's the school first of all. Oh, well, it's in butt fuck nowhere. It's actually a farming village. It looks like and a cornfield. schools in like a cross cross path. Oh. Here is a gentleman standing that was doing like a Geiger thing in one where the ship was at. And not too far away. No. Nope, I'm surprised nope, no nope. faculty member saw anything. One faculty member was there. Mm. But the rest were out there um i couldn't find it much they were saying that there was one faculty member there but i couldn't find anything well from what i could find i couldn't find much on what he said or if it was a he or she who was yeah. out there watching them what they saw but i mean you've got a school of like what 200 kids or something yeah and so yeah so i have a question for you two do you believe these kids were telling the truth or were they reading from some hyped up gossip from their parents from the two days before with those incidents that were in the sky? I mean, it's just, I can see why they think it was the hyped up, but I mean, it's one of those collective moments where they were all kind of experiencing the same thing. And there's way too many of those students to be lying. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Kids are terrible. At doing things in groups anyways so I think it could be real I think um, whatever that encounter was it did affect them all differently mm -hmm. um, but I mean I believe yeah, I'd say I believe them too because you know they say kids see the weird stuff that adults usually yeah. don't see and yeah, because even if there was a faculty member out there, maybe he just wasn't able to see it, you or know? Or if he did see it, maybe the government told him to keep quiet. Yeah. That's another thing. Or messed with his mind, maybe. Mm-hmm. The real is... men in black came and messed with his mind. Yeah, <laughs> did the flash thing. It doesn't work with children. <laughs> I forgot who it was. I feel like it was Real Life Ghost Stories podcast, but or maybe another podcast, but I heard this story before, and they talked about... Two of the girls, like, one of the girls was talking about how she actually went up to the aliens and she tried talking with them or something of the sort. And they were saying that that girl was not in school a week later. Like, she disappeared. disappeared. And they were like, they don't know if, like, the government took her or if maybe her parents took her away, but they never heard from her again. Or she went to a loony bin. Mm-hmm. 
Could be, yeah. yeah. And they tried bringing her up to the teachers, and the teachers wouldn't talk about the girl. And it was really interesting. But um, I want you to watch a little bit of the video. I'm probably going to have to edit this out. So, I believe them. Yeah. It's like they might have seen little tiny different things here and there, but the basis of their story is very similar. And it's hard for kids to do that because usually they change things up as yeah. each kid comes in and tells a different story. And they add yeah. more to the story, like to imagination. Make it, to make it more dramatic than what it is, but they're very consistent with their story, which is very telling, for sure. Very eerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the, they're not spook, but they're curious about it, which is, you can hear yeah. in their tone, yeah. I mean, the little boy was scared at first. He even said he ran away, but um, I guess they didn't feel threatened. Mm-hmm. So, it's very interesting. Very creepy. Yeah. I kind of wish that we could watch that uh, video and see, how, yeah, and see how they are now thinking back on it. Mm-hmm. Super spooky. And I felt that would be, like, a really cool, like, start to the alien rescue. It's just something simple, not, like, an immediate, like, this person's getting railed up the butt by a probe and getting I know, dissected. that's all I hear. And it's, like, probing. I got probed. And it's, like... So I felt that this would be really interesting for um, a start to Aliens for us just because, I mean, let's start it as if we were a kid just starting this journey and we saw something and kids see an alien ship, spaceship. Aliens is really spooky, spooky, Mm -hmm. but also very interesting and just enough to creep you out, but also enough to get you started on where we might go for the future. I loved it. Thank you for that. Of course. Um... Which way would you rate them for their contact? First kind, you spot something in the sky. They obviously read, met that. Second kind, a UFO leaves some physical trace burns on the ground or broken branches. They have that. Cause With that, the field, right? That field burn, wherever that spaceship landed. Um, the third kind, you make contact with the UFO. You see some alien pilot aboard one or other life form. So mm-hmm. they've reached that. So I think they've met all three, and they've gone into the expanded one. Oh, the new fourth kind is you are taken and experimented on in the alien spacecraft. Maybe that one little girl? (laughs) I feel like they made it all I mean, that one little girl is gone. They Um, skipped four and went to five, and you have direct communication between aliens and humans. Yeah, they had a telepathic communication. So with these beings... One of the girls later on in that video that I was showing you, one of the girls said that she was having, she's been having dreams, like she was still talking with the aliens, and she wakes up from those dreams scared. Even as an adult? I don't know about as an adult, but in this little bit that I should, excuse me, showed you as they were kids. <laughs> and I would have ran. I would have too. You're like, I'm not uh, going back to school. Yeah, I'm like, it's my like, break. I'm not going to stand by something that's going to Yeah, explode. everybody's just standing by those shiny things. I'd be like, I'm out. Well, that's my story for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought it was so cute. I like it. It's a nice segue, like you said. Yeah, so you're not deep diving into the... Is the next one going to be a probing story? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is someone going to get railed by a, an alien? <laughs> <laughs> Christina, take off the alien costume. Oh. No, I, I would um, definitely add a hole 
in the front and the back. And I just <laughs> go probe everyone. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You're get probed by everyone? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Hello? Um... <laughs> You're like single here. Single, ready to probe. Ready to mingle. <laughs> probe and probe. Oh man. Well, I guess we're shifting to Greg. Greg. Yeah, of course. Wow. Okay. No pressure. You're only our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> you can all, You can't fall from here. You can only go up. That's good to know. That's yes. reassuring. Entertain us. Okay, so before I start, I'm going to cite my sources. I only got two of them from Ancient Origins and The Archaeologist. Okay. It's my two sources from their website. Oh. And we'll, I'll provide the links. And When you're saying that, I know what you're going to talk about today, but I immediately got um, Ancient, like, Egyptian. Me too. Uh, we need to talk about them. Okay, moving on. Maybe you can <laughs> cover that, Christina. Maybe. Maybe I'll do a story about Cleopatra or something. Like another story idea that I brought yeah. to the table. I know, right? <gasps> Ooh, Just Cleopatra. Ugh. That the, bitch. Then all their gods they had in Ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to talk about. Okay, so I remember, if, well, I guess the beginning of your podcast, you guys talked about the ocean with the mermaid episode I think mm-hmm. and yep you're right the ocean is vast and only less than 10% of the ocean is actually mapped using modern sonar technology mm-hmm. and it just tells you how much is not discovered quite yet and what's out yeah. there because you don't know what's out there none of us really do nope yeah and we haven't really explored the depths of it because there's the still <laughs> I still feel like there's creatures from way back then like prehistoric ones down there. It's not just the dead, but it's also on top of the ocean that we haven't really discovered much because we're always just staying in our little pathways because we yeah. know they're safe, right? Yeah. And when it comes to stories that come from like sailors, either modern in the past, mermaids, or ancient creatures like megalodon sightings or even ghost ships, um, a lot of people just brush them off because they're saying, oh, just the sailors just trying to get like a scare or a spook out of people, right? And they make yeah. them kind of false, like people don't believe it. But it's like, what if those tales are not as far-fetched as we think? Um, maybe there is more to the ghost ships we see in our modern culture, with games like Sea of Thieves, or even movies like Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, I'm not going to say <laughs> that the Black Pearl... I mean, we still have pirates. Right? They're just, you know, more evil. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's... Um... Oh, the Somali pirates? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They upgraded from swords to actual AK-47. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like a real version of ransom. Like, oh, we're going to kill them unless you give us this amount of money. Yeah. Right? But, you know, I'm not going to say that the Black Pearl is real, but think about all the shipwrecks and Navy wars we've had in our oceans. I mean, you got the shipwrecks out in the Aegean Sea in ancient Greece and the, their wars, too. Mm-hmm. And, of course, even, like, in Asia, like, in China, you had the Battle of the Red Cliffs, which pretty much colored the ocean. They're red with blood. How many people have died in that? Jeez. And then, of course, you have your feuds in the the Caribbean as well during colonization period. There's, like, so much going on. So there has to be a supernatural element out there with crews dying and reliving that death cycle over and over, like, kind of like Curse for Eternity. And, I mean... Whenever I think of that, I think of the Flying Dutchman uh-huh. story, and not from Spongebob. <laughs> I, know you, I, see you, I see you over there grinning. Okay, I immediately go to Pirates of the Caribbean and this I'm over here thinking about Spongebob. Child over here. <laughs> <laughs> Spongebob. 
Of course, what the real Flying Dutchman is there was a Dutch captain named Captain Van der Decken. He tried to dock near the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, but a terrible storm came and he refused to turn around. He's like, I want to be sure I dock this ship, even if it takes me all eternity. And of course, like the ocean gods and all that heard him and his soul is trapped forever. Just reliving that cycle of trying to dock the ship. They're like, oh, in turn for you, we got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, you know, that tale is so popular in the media. I'm not going to talk about that today. Like, go into that. The story I am talking about is going to take us back to 1761. And there's a large English ship called the Octavius. It was probably likely named after Caesar Augustus from ancient Rome days. You know how they like to name ships like back mm-hmm. in the day, like after like important figures. Yeah. And of course, this ship was docked in the port of London. And it was going to take cargo destined for China. Uh, this sailing ship left the port with a 28-man crew, like a full crew, the captain and his wife and son. So you can imagine how big that ship was. It was able to fit 30 grown adults, right? Yeah. Especially in the 18th century, that was a massive ship. Now, I'm not going to say it was the size of a Spanish galleon, but it was enormous nonetheless. What was the average size ship? Probably just like a crew of 10, maybe? 15? No, 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 ship size, like... Oh. I, the actual dimensions, I'm not sure about that. Oh. Okay. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, but yeah, I don't have that here, so... Well, I'll well, get you on the next episode. <laughs> back then, um, sorry to interrupt, but back then, their ships weren't built like ours. So, like, for example, when they made uh, rooms, they would put, like, they would put, like, big ol' um beds and stuff in there like actual furniture like here we have bunk beds and stuff that like tiny rooms and they had huge huge rooms mm-hmm. so it was built differently yeah so they had more space so that ship was headed to china it didn't say exactly which path the ship took on its voyage to china but my guess is it went down south like the southern tip of africa then it went up towards india then came to asia area in china that way because those were usually the warmer waters and that was the actual path most people took on the maps and all that. Okay, so the ship arrived in China safely. They went business as usual, unloaded their cargo, and then they were planning to head back to sea once she was loaded with the goods that were going back to London. Mm-hmm. But before they actually left, the captain took a step back and noticed that the weather was unusually warm. He started to think away from the original plan of going back down towards Africa. He's like, you know what? Why don't we go north and go up to the Northwest Passage? This passage connects the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean through the Arctic Ocean around northern Canada. So go from China up between Alaska and Russia and over Canada that way. And it should be noticed that this feat had not been accomplished before. So his ego was just getting in the way. He wanted to do something that people couldn't do before. I was about to say, I was like, somebody's just feeling ballsy. Mm -hmm. Just trying to prove a point. I'm going to go and do a different path. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have been like, we'll leave tomorrow. I'd have right. been like, yeah, you have fun. I'm not. You get a new crew. I'm staying this way. And like, you're in China. Of course it's going to be warm there. So what makes you think it's going to be warm up north, right? Yeah. And as they say, your high ego leads to your downfall. Another purpose of this passage is that it would have cut down their time significantly. So they wanted to get home quicker as well. But so with the good weather that he thought was out there, he decided to take that risk. Surprise, surprise, the risk wasn't worth it. Once they reached northern Alaska during the fall of 1762, the ship disappeared. 
or everyone thought it did. 13 years later, on October 11, 1775, a whaling ship called the Herald was working the frigid waters off Greenland when it spotted a sailing ship. That sailing ship was the Octavius. The Octavius was stuck off the coast of Greenland, buried solidly in ice, and after 13 years, the ship only had some clear decay and maybe like a torn mast at the worst. Like nothing too significant, it looked pretty intact. So the Herald decided to go up to it to investigate. The captain of the Herald ordered a boarding party to search the vessel, and the boarding party arrived on deck to find it deserted, which would make sense, right? My hands stated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they broke open the ship's hatch and scrabbled down the ladder, down the ladder into a semi-darkness below, where a terrifying sight met their eyes. They found the entire 28-man crew in their quarters, and because of the freezing cold temperatures, the sight of the deceased crew was unsettling. All the crew members were frozen solid, sitting or lying exactly as they were when they were once living below deck. So they were doing like their normal duties and they just kind of just froze. Like, looked like icicles just frozen. Dang. Mm-hmm. It must have been really cold to do that. Right. And of course, the crew got spooked, but they decided to continue their search. They moved into the captain's cabin. And there they found the captain seated at his desk, frozen solid. He still had his pen in hand, with the ship's logbooks open on the desk in front of him, and the inkwell and other every other every every other item was still in place on the desk. Like nothing has moved or fallen over or anything like that. Man, it's almost as if they froze in, in time. time, right? Yeah. And then, then the crew turned around and saw a woman wrapped in a blanket on the bunk frozen to death, along with the body of a young boy. They were huddled in the blankets as if they were taking a nap. And this was clearly the captain's wife and son. So, Jeez. could you imagine that side just turning around just seeing a woman and her baby just cuddled up? Like, just taking a normal nap. Yeah. It's so weird how they kind of just, like, froze in those positions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I would be, my body would be so cold, I'd be wrapped up. Right. In a corner, just like... <laughs> And the boarding party was terrified, so they just grabbed the ship's logs and then they fled from the Octavius. In their mad flight, they lost the middle pages of the logbook that were frozen solid and came loose from the book binding. They arrived back on the Herald with just the first and last pages of the logbook, which were still enough to figure out like the path of the Octavius, like what it was, what were its initial plans. And it was determined that the captain of the Octavius had tried to navigate Northwest Passage, but his ship became imprisoned in the ice. And the entire crew perished. And this, the ship's last record position was 75 north, 160 west, which placed them about 250 miles north of Alaska. And the location, <laughs> that location was near the start of the Northwest Passage. They didn't even go into it. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Canada's cold, right? Up there. Yeah. Well, I guess they were in Canada. Yeah, they were barely getting They're to Alaska. Barely, yeah. This, I mean, it was, it's cold in Alaska, I can only imagine. Well, also, this was when? 1762? There's no such thing as heaters. Yeah. There's no such thing as heaters. There's no such thing as insulated clothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't have real socks. Of course, the ship, or the ship was last recorded there, but where they were found was in Greenland, which is on the other side of Canada. So, <laughs> I guess like a funny part is they did actually make the journey. They just weren't alive when it happened. Like making it through the passage. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So are you saying the ship sailed itself? Itself. Mm-hmm. Ew. It just like um, just kind of just like floated yeah. in the currents. What is? It took him thirteen years to be discovered. Jesus. So would you say the ship was moving in the time that they were searching for it? Or would you say it just... It was stuck in the ice. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess... I guess it hit... Because Greenland kind of comes down. And I guess it just kind of just crashed into the coast of Greenland. Mmm. Gross. <laughs> I can't imagine seeing just a, sh- a ship floating with, like, nobody on... Nobody's on deck, in. yeah. Everybody's down below deck. I wonder why it took them so long to come across it. Right. Well, I mean, didn't you say this... that nobody made that journey? Mm-hmm, because everybody knew the risk of it. And this captain just wanted to have a high ego and do it. Yeah. Or try to. I wonder why they were out there then. I wonder if they anybody, like... Well, did anybody live in Greenland at the time? They did, in yeah. That spot? I wonder if they ever came across and were like, well, okay. They probably just thought it was just an abandoned ship, so they didn't think too much on it. Should, I'd go try raiding it. <laughs> yeah, that's what this the whaler ship thought. Because they're out there hunting whales, so mm. they're following the pods. And I guess the pods took them there. Mm. And they're like, you know what? Let's go see if we can raid that ship. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Found dead Jeez. bodies instead. Yeah. Frozen bodies. I wonder, back then, you know, they didn't really have the tools we do now. I wonder if they took the ship or if they left it. <laughs> so the crew was was frightened, feared that it was cursed, that Octavius was cursed, which makes sense it was, right? So they just left it behind. And to this day, it has never been sighted again. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it broke off from the ice and probably floated back into the ocean? Either floated or just sunk. Yeah. Including the bodies? Right. The bodies are still frozen on the ship. In the cold water. <laughs> That's spooky, spooky. And today... Uh, neither historical nor medical experts can fully conclude the fates of those on board. While death of hypothermia or exposure to freezing temperatures are nothing new, the way the bodies were positioned upon death is. The idea that the captain of the ship was simply riding in his log before instantly freezing to death is uh, incomprehensible, leaving experts scratching their heads at the eerie discovery. I mean, you were just questioning that too. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense they were just frozen like that. Yeah, even the um, workers down below. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> well, I immediately thought of that one lady that back in 1990-something. Anyways, she was walking home from work or the store or something, and she got caught in a blizzard, and she was found frozen. And they took her to like a garage and they unthawed her and she was actually alive and she survived it. She didn't have any like medical conditions wrong with her. But the reason why they said that temperatures dropped so low, so fast that her body frosted over and got frozen. And that's why she was like at the right time. She wasn't moving or anything. Like she just, she laid down because I guess she got really sleepy or she just laid down to avoid the storm and whatnot but she just laid down got froze because the temperatures dropped so fast and she like froze and she didn't die in time because they unthought her in time so it was just really interesting because that's all i kept thinking about but i'm like but she lay down why didn't the rest of the crew would have done that same yeah, scenario if she cold, did you like bundle go up. and try to get something to bundle up but they're just like 
working, working. doing whatever walking or something mm-hmm. or like reaching for stuff writing in a journal could you I mean from a scientific standpoint do you think like a cold blizzard flew over through them and that, it that's a possibility could have frozen them and spot like they were working through the cold and they were just like and it dropped enough to where they could freeze in time I don't know that's so weird mm-hmm but you would think that would happen more often, too. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Because how many other ships like that are out there that froze? Well, during that time period, anyways, that tried to make that passage. So, yeah. I would have left it, too. Yeah, Just right. Saying. I would have been like, you cursed. <laughs> Y'all die like that. I don't need that in my yeah. life. Do they still have the log? I think so. Yeah, like in the museum somewhere. That's even more creepy because they have evidence of it. Like, they ran into it. They can't, like, they didn't just make it up. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a ship that's similar to the Octavius that was identified at the same time, like, after it was found, called the Gloriana. And they're trying to discover, like, if those two ships are exactly the same ship. Like, just different names. Yeah, like, a rep- so they can make a replica. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? There was another ship sailing at the same time? No, like another... Oh, I like, was like, what? Like later in 1775, oh. like the Gloriana was discovered in that same area. And they're like, what if that was the ship instead? The Octavius? But yeah. how would they get that confused? I don't know. It, they probably didn't have the name on the ship. Like it probably scratched it off or something? Yeah. But they have the log of the ship from the captain. That is captain. true, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too simple. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm just... But I guess what's also not um, merging the two together is that the Gloriana and the captain of that ship never mentioned the Northwest Passage, whereas neither ship in the log it was mentioned that they're going to the Northwest Passage. Mm. So that's what's keeping the two from, like, not becoming the same ship. Are you left-handed? No. Oh. Because when you were explaining it, you used this hand. <laughs> like, writing. And I was like, I've never seen you write, but I nope. if I get right-hand vibes from you. <laughs> yes, I am right-handed. Me too. Um, so, they didn't move the body, they just took the long and bounced? Because mm-hmm. they thought it was They just left it as oh, it is. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, didn't they want to like try and move the body? And would you go to touch a frozen body? I'd kick one. Hell no. No, that's mean. I'd kick one to see if it shatters like ice. (laughs) Would you do the kid? Not the kid. (laughs) I don't know. Something about ladies and holding their children in a creepy nap position frozen in time. I like just like... Like that. Like, good night, little bit. I'm like, ooh, that makes me wonder. What were their last thoughts before they stopped... Where they were stopped in time, like... I'm cold. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> it's so cold. I wonder what we're going to have for dinner. And it's, mm-hmm. like, froze. Did Sub-Zero run through there? Basically. <laughs> Honestly. Like, when I read about the whole crew being below deck frozen, I just think of them just laying in their bunk beds or, like, the little hammocks they used to have back then. Yeah. Just frozen. Very eerie. Like, I'm pretty sure some probably took a nap too. You know, wouldn't it have been warmer down there because they're using heat right to move the the ship 
Well, also the It was ocean. a sailing ship, so they didn't have... Oh. They were well, like, moving with sails, yeah. And also the cold ocean underneath the boat. Mm-hmm. How warm could they get? I can understand, like, a center cabin between the two. I think you're probably thinking of a steamboat, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this is a wood ship, Christina. <laughs> I know. It hit me it's now. It's made of, like, what are those called? Those little uh, old school Jenga blocks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jeez. Um, wow. That, that, See, that was my story. Oh, yep. thank you, Greg. I loved it. So eerie. Just thinking about the ship moving by itself through the passage, right? Yeah, at least he finished his journey. Right? Dead? Yeah. <laughs> he finished no, 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 no. it. What's super creepy to me is the fact that it's still out there. Mm-hmm. There are frozen bodies floating out there. Or maybe they unthought it and they're turning to goop. Floating Fish in like food. Yeah, shark food. Floating in like warmer temperatures or Fish something. Fish sticks. Or, oh, I guess that would have came out. I was like, maybe it got buried underneath a blizzard. But, but also, warming, like, like you said, I'm pretty sure it probably got like ran careened into like an iceberg and drowned or something. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not in the area that it was in. Anymore. Seeing as it floated before. It that goes back to the whole else. beginning of how big the ocean is. It's going to be hard to find it. Yeah. Have like people who chart those waters do they feel like following currents or seeing if the currents changed over time mm-hmm. they haven't tried mapping out where it could be mm-hmm. these are answers i need from these scientists come on now what are right. you doing i think they're dealing with global warming right now <laughs> they're dealing with gluing back the coral reefs you got to no marine biologists i need these scientists who are on the waters now you need to stop worrying about oil and start worrying about where's this cursed ship. I mean, you go where the money is, so... Hey, how much money are you going to get is? if you get this ship and these people back into a museum? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I'm just saying. Or even like and it's cooler. name tags of the people or something, like remnants of them at some point. You don't have to have the actual bodies. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. Lemon dookie. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Greg. That was a really good story. Yeah, of course. It was, it was fun to do, fun to research. And I thought I had to bring a little marine biology flair into this again. <laughs> it was uh, definitely interesting because we have not talked about pirates or the only like closest thing to ships was when I did uh, the mermaids. Oh, he did one last week, isn't Missing ship in Lake Michigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> you already yeah. forgot. Christina. Yeah. Close to show how you pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was more into the... Um, the missing kid and the dude. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I, I'm just... Right now, I can hear the ship shifting in the water here in the Wood Creek and just seeing these bodies just stuck in... Hearing the ice crackling over their skin. Ooh. And hearing the wood shifting in the waters, just quiet and I kind of wish they went to the detail, like the color of their skin. Like, was it pale? Was it blue? Was it ice? Gray. I don't Gray. think they could have seen if they were whalers. They probably just took, like, a torch light. That's right. It was dark blue. They could only see the body standing still. <laughs> they were mannequins. Oh, right. <laughs> they are just mannequins. It was just a play, a play mm-hmm. ship stuck in the ocean that got lost. Oh, gosh. It's from Disney World's Pirates of the Caribbean, right? <laughs> <laughs> went through time into the 1700s. I went to the, uh, um, that little portal place. What is that? 
That'd be funny. You see, like, some kid still lost in the parts riding that ship. <laughs> I want my mommy. Weird scene. And cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. I want a pineapple swirl. <laughs> I want my Dole Whip. <laughs> what are those things that they always had at the uh, parks? It was, like, dots. Yeah, dots. Oh, they have the dipping dots. Yeah, I want a dipping dots. I want my mommy. Where's the restroom? I gotta pee. <laughs> that was Steph when we went to Disney. What? Oh yeah. Saying, where's the restroom? I gotta pee. I found the restroom myself. How many tries did it take? Just one. Because it was like right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you still had to make the effort of asking where the bathroom was. No, I found it. No. Oh, okay. I was just joking. <laughs> Knowing me, I do that. I'd be like, bathroom. There it is. <laughs> Alrighty, then I guess it's Christina's me. turn. Or do you, you guys need to take a break or something like that? No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Okay. I'm Let's short. go, Christina. Okay. So, I titled this a mother's love. So, what is a mother? Well, I googled this. <laughs> and I found some <laughs> answers. I googled Because I was curious. So, Google says, a mom is one of life's best gifts. A mother is someone to shelter and guide us. And a mother loves right from the start. Why did I Google this? Did you ask? Are you sure you Googled this or did you get this from Hallmark? <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> no, it wasn't even from Hallmark. It should have been. Um, so I asked this because of two reasons. One, being my own mother passed when I was five, and I never really truly experienced that connection, that love, or at least I was unfortunate not to remember at that time in my life. And the second reason is I began to become curious after Steph told me the story of what this woman did to a man that hurt her daughter. I then had a thought for an episode from an episode that I watched on Facebook from a video creator called Kendall Ray, where she discussed this teenager who did the unthinkable to her child. So I wanted to do an episode where I talk about two different moms. All right, for my first story, I got my sources from a website called Odd Murders and Mysteries, where they cover, and I hope I don't butcher this, I tried to look up how to say the name correctly, I think it's um, Marianne, but it also could be Mariani because it's spelled M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E. So I don't know if the I was supposed to be like a Y, like Marianne, or if it's Marianne, like Mari, Mariani. And her last name is um, Bach and then M-E-I-E. So Bach. May? May. Mm. May. They're German. Mm. Um, so on March 6, 1981, she entered a courtroom in a trench coat and she shot Klaus Grabowski eight times, hitting him seven of those times. Klaus not only abducted Mariani's seven-year-old daughter, Anna, he raped and murdered her. The reason she killed him, though, was because of his, quote, defense during his trial, Klaus states that the seven-year-old Anna attempted to seduce him and he had to kill her because she threatened to kill to tell her mom of the attack unless he gave her money. The real story being on May 5th, 1980, 
Anna got into an argument with her mom and she was upset because she wanted to see a friend of hers. So Anna skipped school that day and shortly after leaving her home, pretending to go to school, she was lured into the apartment by Klaus with the promise that she can play with his cats. Klaus then sexually assaulted Anna for several hours before strangling her to death with a pair of his fiancé's tights. Klaus then proceeded to tie up Anna's body, placing her in a box, and she, uh, he took her box to like a local water canal where he buried her in a shallow grave. When Klaus's fiance returned home from work later that day, she had learned what he had done and immediately contacted the police where they discovered Anna's remains and arrested Klaus for her abduction, rape, and murder. I'm choosing to focus more on the mothers, uh, but being a little background for Klaus, because this wasn't the first time he attacked a little girl, he has been sentenced for strangling a six-year-old. A couple of years after that, he raped two nine-year-old children and instead of going to prison, he got chemically castrated, um, which I didn't know was a thing. I had to look that up. But two years after he got chemically castrated, he began um, hormone therapy to reverse the effects of that castration. Um, for Anna's death, Klaus's trial began March 3rd, 1981. And on March 6th is when Marianne shot Klaus. She immediately was taken into custody and she did not restrain she told the courtroom judge that was present that day quote i wanted to kill him i wanted to shoot him in the face but i shot him in the back i hope he's dead when her official statement was released she wrote i did it for you anna and included several seven hearts to symbolize the seven years of her daughter's life she was given a prison sentence of six years for a premeditated manslaughter but she was released on parole June 1985 and for the remaining two years and 10 months of her um, um, arrest time, she was on like supervised parole. And in her final years, she did remarry, but her marriage ended in divorce where she then moved to Sicily to like, you know, start over. And while there, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So she came back to Germany where her and her daughter Anna lived. And um, Mariana died September 17th, 1996, where she asked to be buried with her daughter Anna. And before I go to the next mom, I was wondering what did you think about the fact of her killing her daughter's rapist and murderer? Do you think she should have done it? And I only ask this because one of the biggest controversies for this trial is that the public was saying, yes, she did the right thing. And the other half is saying, no, Klaus deserved his day in court to defend himself. And I'm just curious what y'all's thoughts were real quick. I personally think that one half of the public needs to shut the fuck up and let the mom decide what's going to happen to her child and how she feels her child should be defended or how do you say I think I would lose my shit if I heard my daughter's rapist and murderer saying that my seven year old seduced him yeah even though he has previous records of attacking younger and raping younger women 
I think in that discussion, the public needs needs to. I just hated how they they stated that Klaus needed to um, defend himself in court. I'm like, for what? For what? Killed and raped. You even a little girl. You even told your fiance everything you did. So, what do you what do you have to defend? Right. Yeah. It's like, and if the mom was to that point where she wanted justice in her own hands, and that's how she saw it, and she didn't think they were going to end his life. Because, I mean, when when he was found guilty for strangling that six-year-old and raping those two nine-year-olds, they did not do any jail time. They just did the chemical castration because he took that in lieu of jail time. So it's basically just gave him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about it? I feel like it's disgusting what he does. Because, I mean, first of all, she's underage. And then to accuse her of seducing you, is like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Do you feel that how the public felt i think the public should stay out of it and things like that that should mm-hmm. be up to the parents and the i mom. think when when i i get that it brought a lot of attention because she killed this man in um court in front of people but i feel like when things come with children um it should be not open to the public it could be released later because uh, of course there's tons of stories i'm going to be talking about on our podcast um, with children cases and some I already have but in the meantime while it's happening I don't think that the media or public should have input or it should be um, have a say yeah that it should be like something released years later or something not current mm-hmm. but I don't know when I think about it obviously I've never had that mother connection but if it was me and it was my child and I'm willing to have the prison time and the effects happen to me, whatever it may be. And in that moment, I decide that I need to kill this man who did this stuff to my daughter. I probably would. Because mm-hmm. not only your daughter, he could, who's just going to be his next victim, right? Yeah. That's the thing. You're protecting girls in the future. Because what if they just make him do the chemical crash castration again? Mm-hmm. Or make him only do like two years of prison or something. Or like uh, community service or something like yeah. that. Because I get that this was in, you know, 1980s, um, but I don't know what he would have gotten. Or if, because um, he, he is a man going against a woman, um, if they would more likely be on his side. I found it really um, coincidental or spooky how the daughter was seven years and she gave her seven hearts and she only managed to shoot him seven, seven times. times. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. Like, um, I was like, why are they so into this fact that she shot her gun eight times? Because she shot that gun until all those bullets came out. And, it and was she like kept a trying to shoot. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she hit him seven times, it's just eerie. It's like the daughter was there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I was like chills. But yeah. So thank you for sending me that story. <laughs> and um, so to get on to my second mom, when he told me this story, I immediately, I was like, man, that's the, such the opposite from this other story I heard. And I told him a little bit about it and I showed him like pictures and all that. But my second mom was a child herself. I originally heard the story again from a Facebook creator. I watch and her name is Kendall Ray. 
Um, but for my store today, I received my sources from uh, YouTube, from an A&E, and their special called Killer Cases. So I'm covering Brooke Schuyler Richardson from Carlisle, Ohio. Um, and then just because I'm going to be saying it for the rest of this, she goes by Schuyler. So for now on, I'm going to be calling her Schuyler, but her real name is Brooke Schuyler Richardson. Um, she was a competitive cheerleader with an eating disorder. Her mom noticed her getting close to a boy named Brandon and encouraged her to get on birth control. And she uh, made an appointment for her. She went with her to this appointment. When Skylar came out of the appointment, her mom says she looked like she had been crying. Skylar keeps her secret from her mom, but she finds out she's eight months pregnant and weeks from giving birth. Her mom just thought she gained a little weight because she had an eating disorder and she was skinny, but now she has like a tiny little belly. And I showed him pictures, like it just looked like she was bloated and she's eight months pregnant. Um, Skylar puts off telling her until she finishes school. However, prom is nine days away and during the school dance, Skylar experiences the worst cramps that she's ever had. She didn't know how to like tell, mm -hmm. but it turns out that she was in labor. Back home that night on May, 2017, while everyone was asleep, she delivered a baby girl. From what Skylar said, and like in past interviews, she delivered her in the bathroom on the toilet, saying the umbilical cord was not attached, the baby was not breathing, and she couldn't feel a heartbeat. She believes she gave birth to a stillborn. She heads to the garage for a little garden shovel and buries her baby's remains in the backyard. She then names her baby Annabelle. She goes to the doctor for a follow-up and to get birth control, and of course, they ask what happened to the baby. And she tells the doctor everything, and that she delivered the baby, and that she was a stillborn, and that she buried it in the backyard. Well, of course, later that day, Skylar gets taken into questioning. Um, she got picked up by police officers, where they, they tell her that they got a call from the doctor's office, and she immediately says that she doesn't want her parents to know and then she goes on to say, but now they're going to know. And in addition, she just kept repeating, I did not harm the baby. She just kept saying it over and over again. And of course, they got a search warrant and retrieved all of Annabelle's remains. And they did an autopsy on her. Where at first, the coroner found that the bones appeared charred, which suggested that the baby was burned. When brought in for questioning, she admits the baby was born alive that she put her in a towel and held her and she thinks that she may have killed her by holding her too tight. And she, so she admits to killing her baby. She was then arrested for the death of her daughter, Annabelle. It would be looked at later that the case that was made against her was with false confessions. She was not with her parents or a lawyer when she spoke to the officers. She was introduced verbiage and speculation throughout her entire interrogation, which is online so you can watch it. And they kept saying, well, maybe you did this, maybe this, maybe that. So they're Suggesting. literally, yeah. Um, when she was asked about the burning of the baby's remains, Skylar had no idea about that, like what they were talking about. 
when um and like you can tell like she was in complete shock she was just like what are you talking about what what do you mean well when um she was asked once again from the officers they suggested that maybe she tried to cremate the remains and when skylar gets introduced that that's what she starts to say is maybe that is what i tried to do and then later down the line the doctor who did the autopsy ends up recanting her initial observation now stating the bones weren't burnt so they put all those words in her mouth which even the lawyer goes on to say like the baby is made with 80 percent water you cannot catch a baby on fire with a little lighter you need something to start the ignition like mm -hmm. they're like throwing their whole interrogation out the window um during the trialer trial Skylar was only found guilty of abuse of corpse. So she was um, acquitted from the murder from, um, I think it was like two other ones, but pretty much the only thing that they found that she was guilty of was abuse of the corpse. And so with that, she was sent home and given a light sentence of three years of supervision which she ends up going back to court barely a year later to end this probation early, and she was granted that. Skylar's family also asked the judge if they could have Annabelle's remains to give her a proper burial, and it was granted. To this day, Skylar puts fresh flowers on her grave regularly. And then I found from Cincinnati.com what she's up to now, and as of 2022, Skylar is now enrolled in college, receiving help for her eating disorder. She is also currently working for her attorney's law firm, and she intends to study law to become a public defender. She recently also went back to court to get her case sealed, and she was granted that as well. So, any thoughts on this case? What do we feel about it? I think what she did with the baby's remains, like she should have told somebody, mm -hmm. but it was part of her naive little 17 year old mind. Just being scared of what her parents would say. And yeah. Do. And you can even tell like in one of the interrogations, they didn't know that they were being recorded, but the parents were in there as well. And he was just like, you should have told us like, now we can't help you. We can't help hide this. And they didn't know that they were being recorded. And the mom just starts getting onto her about like neighbors are already calling me. Um, so she's more worried and then about even how before, they feel. Yeah. And then even look. after, and that was the whole thing that they were saying that she did this on purpose. Um, because the next day after she literally gave birth to Annabelle and buried her, she posts a picture to, or sends it to her boyfriend, Brandon at the time and her mom of her belly. Like she moves her shirt up and she goes, my belly's back. I'm so happy now. And then, um, when she was pregnant and she was looking for uh, a, a dress for prom, her her mom is texting her and they're showing the text messages where she's saying, like, you need to watch what you're eating. You're gaining weight. How are you going to fit into that dress? Yeah. And the only thing I didn't like about the source that I, I got all my information from was because it's an interview with the parents. So it's their side. Mm-hmm. It's not really, like... Different angles. Yeah. 
they primarily based more on the Skylar's and yeah, they did have the investigators were in this interview. I don't understand. Okay, what from what's confusing me is when the doctor did the original autopsy is that the bones had charred marks, but then they said it wasn't charred because you can't burn a baby. Why were there bones present? Okay, so um, after she buried her daughter, she went to the appointment. Like, oh, it's been a little bit. So already, like how long? Um, I think they said about a month or so. Oh, okay, that makes so sense. So her was like, body I it was, was like already the decaying. next weekend. She went to the appointment. Yeah. I was like, how is the body decaying? Or that fast? Like day, yeah. Yeah, and so um, they didn't go much into it. But what I'm thinking they did was they just cleaned off and just got the bones because you could still tell what happened during birth or whatever. Um, but the thing was. They, in the entire time during the interview, they're literally putting words in Skylar's mouth they at the beginning. suggesting and giving her suggestions yeah. to follow a story or something. Because even with, when they're saying, was your baby still alive, the girl officer's like, maybe he, your baby was still alive. You saw her arm move. And she goes, maybe I saw her arm move. They're like, maybe like you held her too tight. they're trying to get her tight. away from her actual story that she had. Or from what really happened. Yeah. It's. Was it's a situation where it wasn't handled in any professional? I wouldn't say professional, but in any way that would help anyone. Like it was yeah. bad on all fronts. If that makes sense, like nobody had the best of intentions. Yeah. In any situation for that. That and she's that. naive. Like she should have had her. She should have had a lawyer present. She did ask repeatedly for her parents, but the officer said no. You're 18. Your parents can't be in here. And they wouldn't let the parents in there. Um, but at that moment, she should have just lawyered up. But what they did was they kind of convinced her at the beginning when she came in to read this paper, pretty much stating that I'm going to cooperate with police. I don't need a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And she signs it. And she has, like, childlike handwriting. So she's signing it. She's dating it. She doesn't understand. And then when the parents realize the severity of what's happening in the second interview... Um, they immediately lawyered up. They're like, no, no, no. Because at that point, because at first she wasn't arrested because it was just talking in the first one. But when they found the that the baby's bones could be, air quote, burnt, they had a second interview and they arrested her and that's when the parents were like, enough, we, we're getting a lawyer. And they did. And then, yeah. But yeah, the, um, it was, it's a very interesting case. I when I first heard it, I at first I was just the way that Kendall Ray had portrayed it. I was disgusted by the girl Skylar, but you know afterwards, um, I'm very open about it. I've had miscarriages, and I've never had like actual birth before or stillborn or anything like that. But if I was a young kid and I did have like mental disorder of any sort, I know hers was eating disorder. But I care so greatly about how others betray me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to know that I'm pregnant until I'm done with school. This is all Skylar's thought process. She's like, oh, okay, I still have like a few weeks. She, she, doesn't, she didn't know about, you know, that babies can come early. Especially when you're stressing and stuff and she's stressing her body out with mm-hmm. her eating disorder. Um, 
So I think she's just really naive. She didn't know better, but it's no excuse. There's just a part of humans that we know not to do that. It's a fucking child. It's not a pet. Mm-hmm. It's not a dog that a little dog that you're burying in the backyard. It's literally a grown fucking human. Like, but the fact that she didn't like, I'm not gonna speak for her. Just just speculation, but it doesn't seem like she had much support at home. And that's where like she was I just, can feel that she was scared to yeah. disappoint her parents. Because I feel like with her eating disorder, I mean, her parent, her mom was calling her fat when she was pregnant. Yeah. Thinking she was just eating and getting fat. Like, why are you saying that to your daughter? Like, mm-hmm. who cares if she's getting a little bit of weight because she's eating or something like that? And You're another, not making her men- mental state yeah. any better. And another thing, too, is she's in this relationship with this kid, Brandon, that she really likes. Mm-hmm. But, she, and he, Brandon says it in the trial because he asked later on in a text message, but he was not the father. The father was her other boyfriend or friend that she had before Brandon. And she's probably scared that if. Because they hadn't been together that long, and she came out. Yeah, I just had gave birth to someone. Um, they had only been together for like three or four months, so he would have put two and two together. So she's probably scared about that too, because mm-hmm. she was really into her relationship at the time. But it's just a lot of factors. And you just have to remember that she is a child herself. Mm-hmm. But at first, I was just disgusted with the fact that she did not get any jail time. That she was just like an under house arrest type of thing. Um. But then thinking back on it, I was like, you know, if I had to be with parents like that and I'm stuck in that house, that's jail to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You said put yourself in her situation. Yeah. Like now I'm, you know, 30, so I know what's right and wrong. But if I had to think back on my mindset when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Like, thankfully, I have good friendships because I would at least told Stefan, you know? Because when you're when And we're my kids, grandparents would have been different. Yeah, when we're kids, we think of parents. the short-term backlash we'll get instead of the long-term solution that comes if you tell somebody. Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it, yep. Mm-hmm. But just being a kid, like, you don't know any better. Not only that, but the backlash she would have gotten... Two, from the public, from not doing prenatal care mm-hmm. and any of this stuff that you do when you have children. You know? Yeah. she didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she was always afraid of what the public thought and now they think the worst in her. And again, it loops back to the parents for not supporting her when she was growing up or something like that. Yeah. Or like always belittling her in a way. Yeah. And just, again, just messed up her mentality, her mental state. But I think it's really like cool that she's going into law mm-hmm. so she can help others in the future. Through the same thing. Yeah. Right Which that usually happens to people. That's why like when I talk to my friends about it, about children and stuff in the future, I always say, I really want to be a foster mom. They're like, why? And I was like, well, because I had really shitty foster moms mm-hmm. and I don't want kids to have to go through that. I want to be better for kids in the future when they have to be put in house housing like that not to be mistreated like I was mm-hmm. so when it affects us you know things change our course in life so what do you think <laughs> he's like 
<laughs> I'm done talking about this cheerleader. <laughs> Ex-cheerleader. Wow. Well, then again, it's also hard for me to relate because I've never been pregnant in that sense. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to be like, I would have just thrown the baby away. Yeah, like, but you can relate like, in how young you oh, thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how you thought back then. Well, you're when you're a teenager, it's most it's mostly a sense of you, you, you versus. Because what would you have done if I came up to you saying that I was pregnant? It's good for you. Who the fuck was it? I'd have been like, <laughs> ew, who's the dad? Was it? <laughs> I didn't have sex in high school, but I'd have been like, like the oh, Lord and Jesus, <laughs> the Lord, my Lord and Savior, my Lord Jensen and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish. My lord and savior, Jensen Ackles. Oh, man. No, Daddy Ackles. Daddy Ackles. Dackles. Dackles. Oh, man. My little zaddy. If you're listening, I love you. Jensen, we love you. Show us. Uh, hey, if you're listening, Jensen Ackles, you need to do some squats because that ass was not it for the boys. Just saying. Oh, my gosh. For all that hype up since 2005 of wanting to see you naked, and then I saw your butt, and it was flatter than mine's. Girl. You need to work on that. Mm-hmm. I'll Chips. help you with them squats. <laughs> Christina will help guide those, those um, cheeks. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. So yeah, we got, a, we got a nice little spread of different stories here today. I know. From aliens to a cursed <laughs> ship to a... To moms that kill. <laughs> Would you consider her a mom? Well, I mean, yeah, she gave yeah, birth, but would you birth. consider her a mom in the sense of she tried protecting? That's why I looked up. What is a mother? So technically it wasn't about a mom. It was just an incubator that was a cheerleader. <laughs> a little incubator. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's the way you look at it. She probably sees herself as a mom. I mean, she, she was a birth mom, but nothing more yeah. than that, yeah. Oh, there were kids in all three of our stories. There was the one that fell asleep and mm-hmm. got froze in time. There's the 62 kids that saw aliens. Mm-hmm. And then there was a kid in the seven shots, the hearts, and the age, and then the poor baby who never had a chance. Thank you. And that's the thing, too. Um, did she really kill her baby, or was that core horse in her interviews too because she's gone back to it's a stillbirth well do you really think if she was malnutritioning or what is the word like she had an eating disorder so she was I doubt the baby was ever made it that long gonna feed the baby in you too and if her mother's like you need to stop you need to quit eating oh I hate those parents Mm -hmm. anyways oh and she had a Karen haircut just throwing that out there too just so you can visualize that. I'd have been like, Mom, the, why the don't mother. you stop eating? Yeah. I bet she was a... She was chunky. Oh, my God. Just a little. I could... Ugh, this bitch Typical Karen. Living yeah. their... Living through their children. But I showed him. She looks like skin and bones. Skylar. Would you care to show Greg? Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up. Off your phone. <laughs> it's probably faster. Yeah. Yeah, your internet here sucks. Just kidding. JK, JK. Miss Girl, at least we got internet. Yes, we got internet. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are so mean to me. I gotta work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so this was her before she gave birth. That Hmm. picture in the middle is after she gave birth, where she says, my belly's back. 
And then that's her during the trial. So she's really skinny. Mm -hmm. And then this was her pregnant at prom. You can barely tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See? There's like nothing there. She looks like she's bloated. She's got a fart. Yeah, she's a fart in there. Oh my god. Well, thank you both for being here today. Of course. I was a little late, but it happens. You still made it. Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for joining us on our 10th episode. I know. I'm so excited. Maybe more uh, special guests on your podcast. Yeah, so um, I had an interesting day yesterday, guys. I got to meet part of Greg's family. Um, I even got invited for Easter. I'm throwing that out there because I'm still coming over. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if it was just one of those nice, oh, yeah, we're going inter- to have you go for and then I just don't come. I'm coming. I'm invited. You make the drive more interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got to meet some of his family, including um, his stepmom. And um, she was telling us a story. So and her her daughter Kristen. So hopefully we'll get Kristen on so she can tell that story. Because at first they were telling me, so I would tell it. But I want them to do it because they relate to that serial killer. So Maybe you could get like a this. rough rundown of what happened and then have them tell it from their perspective of what they went through. I don't know, because Kristen wanted to do the research. <gasps> she wanted to do the research. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. She and Christina like... could be there just for... Yeah. Well, um, and... Um, Christina's son wants to talk about UFOs and stuff, so maybe we can get him on for... No, Bigfoot. He wanted to talk about Bigfoot. And, and he UFOs. loves UFOs. Mm-hmm. But um, he was telling me that I should do Bigfoot, and I was like, boy, you do the research, you come on, you do Bigfoot. And then, um, yeah, we told Christina um, to also come on. And Your biggest fan. Yes, that was so interesting. <laughs> she knew more about me than I know about me. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my grandpa about it, and he was laughing. And he was just like, look at you, you're going you're gonna to get famous. <laughs> I was like, stop it, stop it. I was like, yeah, I didn't know how to act. I was just like, okay. And I was like, this girl knows way too much about me. (laughs) And then I remembered I talk a lot on here about my life. And I forget sometimes, but she did not forget. I was like, I think Steph talked about this. And she's like, oh, yes, on episode five, where y'all discussed this. And I was like, dang, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was fun. But um, I added them on Facebook because... I'm not that I'm going to add everybody, but they're, you know, technically family. So, <laughs> yeah, it's them. I mean, after yesterday, yeah, you're family now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys now. Um, forever. And ever. Yeah, I'm pretty much Stefan's, like, You're like my other half. So. <laughs> yeah. Twin, sister, just different the t- cooches. The twin you didn't eat. <laughs> the twin yeah. you didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, the one I didn't eat. <laughs> Don't ask about other people. That's a later story. Yeah. I mean, we should talk about, like, a story. No, you should look up that for, like, um strange story. <gasps> I could relate it to that one. I, I'll bring it up later. There's yeah, this, yeah. um, I guess you would say, uh, well, I hate to say it because it's kind of, like, rude, but they used to call them freak shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was that guy that had his twin on the back of his head. Oh, yeah. And they have his head in a museum still. Jesus. Talk about it. But yeah, I could relate it back because, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you had a twin. It would suck. 
There'd be two of you. It's a lot. Well, yeah, that's a twin. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was like, the, or she was the complete opposite of you? Like a complete preppy. Yeah, like me. <laughs> we would have been besties. Before me, and y'all just be making fun of me. Yeah, we've just been picking on him. And I'd be talking shit about you guys, like, oh, y'all are such lesbian stuff. Because they would have been born first, maybe? You probably would have dated my twin. <laughs> yeah, if it was a boy. Because it would have been the opposite of you, so they would have been straight. Yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you two would have been in Or a girl, lesbian girl. <laughs> or. Catch up on that, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> With your bone structure and your hair. Beautiful. And then I ask. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, Greg's family's great. Can't wait to meet the rest of them on Easter. But I felt really bad because I didn't, I, after the fact that I got ready, I really didn't. I just threw on some leggings. My hair and everything just looked like a hot mess. I literally had this face mask stuff from when I was doing face masks with Laura on my shirt. And Stefan, the first thing he said when he looked at me, he goes, did you get a cum shot on you? What's all that white stuff on you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's for my face mask. I tried to get it off. It kind of blend in with your shirt though. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I was like. The lettering matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's then, all white. <laughs> and, but then I felt bad because I'm all meeting them and they're, they weren't like dressed up, but they're like more put together. Up. Yeah, <laughs> like clean. Like, thank God Steph put some dry shampoo in my hair because it was greasy before we went. But, um, <laughs> that, that, guys, that's not how I look all the time. Just on the weekends. <laughs> Next time on the Easter when she comes over, she'll be more. She'll wear sundress. Oh my gosh, I do. We should get you a sundress and some Jane Romero boots. Oh my gosh. Um, how about, I have those or pink ones. I have my pink boots. And pink then I boots? get a pink sun uh, sundress to go with it. You'll be see. sweating in those boots because they aren't, they like... Oh yeah, it's like for like the winter. leather or pleather? Yeah. Rayon? We'll see. I do like the Jane Romero boots. We shall Anyways, it was fun. Well, thank you for coming on, Greg. It was yes. a good story. I never would have pulled that up myself. I would have been like, okay, next. <laughs> yeah. We need more of that. So, like, if you want to guest star any other time, just, like, let us know. Yeah, if you want to guest star again, just let us know. Come back next week. Um, <laughs> and if you want your story to be longer, and then we just don't have to write anything, we can just banter with you and you tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> So what I say, or what I think is, you guys just want a break from research, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. If people want to bring, you know, bring stories into our um, email, <laughs> deeper into the dark at Gmail. Yes, um, email that web or that email address. Yeah, give me some stories. So I don't have to look anything up anymore. Quick question: How did you feel telling your story? Since I mean, I know I had a few hiccups in it, but overall, I thought I did pretty good, pretty well. I, mean, I got the point across. Spooked you guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. It creeped me out. I was like, Ugh. yeah. I just started imagining the bodies, and I was like, Ugh. I just heard the wood creaking in the ocean, and just utter silence and bodies in oh, still yeah. motion, hearing the ice across your skin Ooh. shifting. Just. I wish I could tell stories like Dungeon Masters from Dungeons and Dragons, like include all the noise effects. Get on that. it and start a podcast, oh my baby. God, do it. We could do a <laughs> He's crossover. Like, you two need to do that. 
We should. We're going to start a new podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I already have my hands full with this one. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Please follow all our social medias. Follow our Twitter at podcast, D-I-T-D, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, capital D, capital I, capital T, capital D. Follow our TikTok and our Instagram at Deeper Into The Dark, all lowercase, one word. Follow our Facebook, Deeper Into The Dark, space in between, spelled regularly. Um, follow, or go and follow and favorite and bookmark our website, deeperintothedark.com, because Christina's paying for that hoe. And we'll be adding bios shortly. We'll be adding biographies. We'll be and pet adding photos. Pet photos and feet pics for Christina. My OnlyFans. We'll be, link will be there. And ass pics from Stefan. <laughs> which will link to my OnlyFans if you want more. Um, you pay for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, send in your stories. Also, your corrections, your suggestions. And if you want to hear something, let us know. Give us feedback on the stories we told and how you feel. Um, don't be too mean to us because we're trying. If you think me and Greg vibe better, we can do it and Steph could just edit. Basically. <laughs> and as long as I just get like 50% of the income. I mean, you'll still get through it to me. <laughs> it's true. You can have his half of our half. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for listening. No, thank you guys. We have to learn uh, exiting. We're going to try and come up with a little um If you want to give us any suggestions. A cute sign-off. little sign-off, which was suggested to us by one of our number one fans, Christina. Yeah. Christina and, Woods. And um, she was correct. We do need one because we just keep going on and on until we and get we bye. say bye like 15 times. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a good week, and bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Delayed. Bye, guys. Bye.